Good morning. We praise God that you're here on this. Uh, am I not on, guys? Am I on, Matt? Okay. There we go. That just had to turn me up a little bit. We praise God that you're here for this uh, Palm Sunday special, special time as we prepare our hearts for the coming of the King. This morning I want to remind you just a couple of things. First of all, our Annie Armstrong offering. Continue to pray about that. Next Sunday will be our final Sunday on that. Right now we're standing at $2,300 at our goal of $3,000. Also in your bulletin today, you found a little sheet like this. This is a prayer list for this week. We intentionally waited till today so that you can pray this week for the Annie Armstrong and our mission work here in the United States. We welcome all of our guests. We ask you if you uh, look right in front of you, there's a little slip of paper in the pew. Please fill that out so we'll have record of you being here in the service. And if you have someone that you would like to have a visitation, our, our evangelistic team visit, fill that out. We'll see that someone gets by to see them and check on them and so forth. We praise God that you are here today. Not only are we thanking God for our guests, but we praise God for each and every member. And we, uh, we ask you to be in prayer today for me as I bring to you, I pray, a somewhat traditional Palm Sunday message. We're going to leave Paul right where he is for today. And... Uh, God uh, just said we needed to go with this for Palm Sunday. So you just be in prayer for us that as we, uh, as we bring the message this morning, your king comes, that it will speak unto each and every heart. Will you join with me as we pray? Lord God, we praise you and we love you. We thank you so very much for this special day. Now, Father, prepare our hearts that we'll receive the word through God the Holy Spirit, that we'll understand the truth, we'll receive it and accept it into our hearts. Now, you bless, Lord God, as we sing praise and worships unto you. Bless the choir, bless Brother Harold and those that play the instruments. And Lord God, let's just, let us not just sing a song, but let us truly worship you. And we'll give you praise for it all. And it's in Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Brother Harold. Let us stand, please. Jesus told a couple of his disciples to go in the near uh, village and there you'll find a coat tied up and uh, bring him to me and uh, just think about that coat that's never been ridden before, probably wild, 
But if Jesus can calm the sea, he can calm that coat. And uh, in uh, Mark 11, it said, they brought the coat, and many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches of the tree, and uh, some followed him, and crying, saying, Hosanna, blessed be the cometh of the name of the Lord, who cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he, the kingdom of our father David, that cometh in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Let's sing this chorus this morning. All hail King Jesus, King of Kings. All hail King Jesus. Bright morning star, and throughout eternity, I'll sing his praises, and I'll reign with him throughout eternity. Sing that again. All hail, King Jesus. All eternal life. Wow, think of that. Think about Jesus. Victory. There's victory in Jesus. Amen. Triumph through Jesus. We are triumphant over sin. Peace. 
with Jesus we have peace. Eternal life, that whosoever believeth on him shall have eternal life. The crowds were shouting, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. But what happened later that week? They were shouting, crucify him, crucify him. And Jesus willingly took our sins to the cross. Let's sing this hymn now. Blessed Redeemer. 149, I am
and that blood will never lose its power. invite you to join with us today as we give unto the Lord God his tithes and our love offerings. Would you join with me as we pray? Father, we thank you and we praise you that we have the opportunity to give back unto you from the great blessings that you've blessed us with. Now, Father, receive unto yourself these tithes and offerings. Bless them. Use them to further your kingdom. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.
world is broken Do you feel the shadows deepen But do you know that all the dark Does the Father truly love us? He does. Does the Spirit move among us? He does. And does Jesus our Messiah hold forever those He loves? He does. Does our God intend to dwell again? Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah, who conquered the grave, is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave from every people and tribe. Every nation and tongue He has made us a kingdom and peace To reign with the sun Is He worthy? Is He worthy? Of all blessings and honor and glory Is He worthy? 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 Is he 
Is he worthy? Is he worthy? I believe they're waiting on the children back there at the back. Thank you, choir. Thank you, Tim. And he certainly is worthy, for sure. No doubt. Matthew, chapter 21. Matthew, chapter 21. Verses 1 through 17. I'm sure on your Bible it says the triumphal entry or something of that nature. As we look at it today, I want us to approach it from the way Zechariah said it in his scripture in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Now hang on to Matthew there. Don't lose that. We'll be back. But in Zechariah 9, verse 9, he says, Rejoice greatly, O daughters of Zion, Shout out, daughters of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. I want you to notice two things out of his passage. And we'll come back to this in a little later. The first thing he says, your king is coming. Now he's talking to the first century believers, to the Jews. But this morning I would like 
to penetrate that a little further or extend that a little further to the 21st century. We can also say, if you're a believer, your king is coming. Now, we don't know when, but we know for sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is coming. Zechariah says we need to get all excited about it, what he's saying. And we need to honor our King, Jesus Christ. Now then, in Matthew chapter 21, verse 1 and following, it says, Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethpage, the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Going to the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loosen them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. And all was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken in the, by the prophet. And he said, Tell the daughters of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. And they brought the donkey, the colt, and laid their clothes upon him and set him up on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And then the multitudes went before. And those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Lord God, I thank you and I praise your name that this very day we honor our King, King Jesus. We thank you for him. You, we ask you to bless us, Father, as we study a moment today. Let it be something that brings honor and glory to you, Father. Let it be something that speaks to our heart. Let it come from God the Holy Spirit in a mighty way. And we give you praise for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Your King is coming. I pray that you can say that today. I pray that as you sit right where you're sitting... You can say, I know that I know my king is coming. I don't know when. He hadn't given us a date. He hadn't given us a time. But we know he is coming. The children of Israel were gathered together in Jerusalem for the Passover. And as they were gathered together there, we find Jesus coming into Jerusalem. It is said very possibly 
that there could have been 2.5 million people in the city of Jerusalem at this time. Now, if you've never ever been to Jerusalem, you may think about big, wide thoroughfares like we have in our cities today. The streets in Jerusalem are narrow. They're very narrow. They're very crooked. Even, even today, they're still very narrow and very crooked. And there's shops and, and stores right front, all the way up close to the edge. However, this was Passover week. This was the time that all the Jews came unto Jerusalem. They set up their little tents and they spent the entire week worshiping God. And we have Jesus choosing this time, a time when there was possibly over two million people in the city. He chose that time to enter the city as their king. It was an accident. It was not something that, that just happened. But God had it planned to where there was more people there than normal in the city of Jerusalem. Now listen. It says that he asked his disciples, two of them, matter of fact. He says, you go, you go and, and you go into Bethpage. And when you get there, you're going to find a donkey tied. And along with that donkey, you're going to find it has a foe, it has a coat with it. He says, you just untie and bring him here. And he says, just in case, just in case somebody says anything to you, you just say unto them, the master needs them. And they will immediately send them to you. Folks, whenever Jesus speaks, when Jesus has a plan, now listen to me just a minute. Sidebar, okay? Jesus has a plan for every one of you. I don't care who you are. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how educated or uneducated. I don't care if you're short, tall, fat, or what. God has a plan for you. Now these disciples had walked with Jesus for a number of years. And they had learned when Jesus says do something, they do it. They didn't ask questions. Jesus says, you go into Bethpage, you're going to find a donkey, you're going to find a colt, just untie and bring them to me. They didn't question it at all. How many times, how many times does God speak to us through God the Holy Spirit and we question it? But God, I can't teach. I can't share. I don't know the Bible well enough. Yet God says, I have called every one of you to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I've had people say to me, there's no possible way that I can share the word. I don't know the Bible. I want to say to them, you knew the Bible well enough to get saved, didn't you? Yes, I did. Well, you just tell them what you did to get saved. 
Well, I don't know what I did. All I did was ask Jesus into my heart. Folks, that's all it takes. You don't have to do anything great and fantastic. In fact, you have to humble yourself before God and say, Lord God, I ask you to come into my heart and I ask you to save me. We find the disciples here, they did not question him. They went right on about what Jesus asked them to do. And when they got there, they found the donkey and the colt, just as Jesus said. Folks, when God gives you a plan, it's already laid out, and it's going to happen that way. All we have to do is just acknowledge it. So we find all these people in Jerusalem, and they hear that King Jesus is coming. Now, folks, they knew the Old Testament. They knew what Zechariah had written. And they knew what to expect. Therefore, the Word of God tells us that they laid their cloaks on the road. They laid their palm branches that they cut off the trees on the road. And even as he just began to come into this town, into Jerusalem, we find them crying out, Hosanna! Praise God for our King has come. All this, all of this happening that sets the stage was no accident. It's not an accident that you're here this morning. You, you say, well, I, I've, been planning, I've been planning for two weeks to be here on Palm Sunday. Well, praise God, but it's not an accident you're here. You're here because God saw fit for you to be here today. You're here because you needed to hear a word from God. Not, and by the way, you didn't need to hear the word from me. You need to hear it from God through the Holy Spirit. You need to hear what God has to say to your heart. It is no accident as to what God is doing. It's all planned in advance. He arranged for the donkey to be there. He arranged for the colt to be there. He arranged for the disciples to go get it. He arranged for the one that owned it not to say a thing about it. He arranged for two million, possibly 500 people being in Jerusalem to where they could hear it said, Your king is coming. Today, Today, even as you just heard Darla say, Woohoo, your king is coming in the 21st century. We need to be looking for, are you ready? The children of Israel, they knew what it was going to be because they knew the Old Testament. Do we know the New Testament to where we know that Jesus is coming again? Are you ready? Are you ready to sing hallelujah? Are you ready to say praise God? Are you ready to say, sing hosannas unto the Lord? Are you ready to give God the credit for it? Are you ready? Or are we just going through the motions? Are you truly ready for King Jesus to come today?
You know he could. Are we really ready? Well, the Jews were expecting and hoping and praying for a king that was going to come and set them free. Free from the rule of the Romans. Well, King Jesus, he was coming to set them free. But he wasn't coming to set them free from the Romans. He was coming to set them free from sin and to give them eternal life. He's coming to come to us. He's coming to us as our king because he has set us free from sin and eternal life. I praise God that this king that, came, that, had, that come into Jerusalem at that time, he was different than what they expected. Most kings, even today, they come with a lot of pomp and pageantry. They either come in, some of them come in in, 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 in a Rolls Royce. Or I know the king in England a lot of times, whenever he, go, he rides in a, in a carriage pulled by beautiful horses. Well, in the time of Jerusalem, in the time of the Jews, the king came riding into town on a great white stallion that stood for war and victory. Our king, King Jesus, king of kings, came riding into town on a donkey. Not a big stallion, not standing for victory, but standing for humility, standing for humbleness, standing for peace, standing for grace. And he was saying to the children of Israel, to every Jew and unto every one of us today, this very moment he's saying unto us, I bring you a peace that passes all understanding. I bring you freedom that will set you free for all eternity. I bring you the capability of spending eternity with me as king. Jesus came just as the Old Testament prophets had prophesied. Well, when he comes, he comes as being their king that they needed at that time, even though it wasn't what they wanted. Have you ever realized that Jesus doesn't always do what you want? Now, I don't know about you, but there's been a lot of times that I've been praying and praying and praying and praying, and finally Jesus says, quit praying that and do what I ask you to do. Yeah, but, no, but. Quit praying that and do what I'm asking you to do. And this is what he was saying as he entered into Jerusalem. Quit praying for a king that will overthrow Rome. And praise God for a king that can forgive your sins. Have the, the peace in your heart through him. And have eternal life. I don't know about you, but I'd a lot rather 
have a king that's going to meet all of my needs, not wants, going to provide for me as I walk on this earth those things that I need. Not only the things that I need on this earth, but he's going to provide for me forgiveness and eternal life. To spend eternity with him. His king, their king, wanted to do that for them. Do you realize that Jesus' timing was so great with his entry into Jerusalem that within just a very few hours after his triumphal entry that we find Jesus in the garden looking across the Kinron Valley looking at Jerusalem and all the children of Israel that were there and he wept. That king, that mighty man, the one that God sent, was weeping with a broken heart because the people turned their back on him. They didn't acknowledge him as king. Are we acknowledging Jesus today? I'll ask you a little simple question. Why are you here this morning? Why are you here this morning? Are you here because it's Palm Sunday? Are you here because you just knew it was the thing to do? Maybe you're here because somebody invited you. Maybe you're here because you said, uh, hey, I've not missed a Palm Sunday Service in 20 years. You know, I've known people that say that. Why are you here? The children of Israel, they were in Jerusalem because it was Passover week. They weren't there to see Jesus. They were there because of time to come and worship. Why are you here this morning? Are you here to receive a word from your king? Are you here to acknowledge Jesus Christ as king of your life? Even as Jesus looked and wept over the children of Israel and said, Oh, if you would only let me, I would gather your children under my wings just as a mother hen and protect them. Today, Jesus wants to gather us together. He wants us to come together as a family. He wants us to come together in honoring Him. He wants us to acknowledge He is King. <laughs> I would venture to guess that if, uh, if King uh, Charles, I believe it is in England right now, if he were to walk through the door back there, all of his, 
entourage would come in and they would say, all rise in honor of the fact that he's a king. Jesus wants us to bend knee and worship him and praise him and honor him because he's the Savior, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He's not here to make any big pomp and pageantry at this time. He's not here to say, look, I'm here. He's here to save the children of Israel. And yet, as he made this great entry into the city, and as the folks laid down their clothes, and as they laid down the palm trees, and made a big to-do, I think that's a word, over the fact that he was coming. Your king is coming. Our king is coming. He's coming to judge. Our king is coming with compassion for those that love him. Our king is coming just as he did into Jerusalem to forgive our sins. To remind us that sin, the cost, is death. To remind us that sin is what separates us from God. He comes to judge. He wants us to have eternal life, not eternal hell. You say, oh, wait a minute, preacher. that's, uh, that's, That's awful strong. You do realize that when Jesus comes, you're either going to be for Him or you're going to be against Him. You're either going to be on His team or you're going to be on the losing team. Just that simple. If you're on His team, you're going to spend eternity in heaven and praise God a continual Connection with God. If you're on the losing team, you're going to spend eternity in hell complete, entirely separate from the presence of God. I can't imagine. With all it, in my wildest imagination, I cannot imagine what it would be like to be alienated or separated from the presence of God through God the Holy Spirit. I know, whether I'm driving down the road or on my knees or whatever, God's listening. I know He's there. Can you imagine being alienated? I've heard, I've heard all my life, well, you know, I don't think my prayers are getting beyond the ceiling. The only reason your prayers don't get beyond the ceiling is because of your relationship with God's not right. The Word of God tells us the first thing you need to do is say, Lord God, forgive me of my sin. Sometimes we need to make a list. (laughs) Sometimes the list is long. Sometimes the list is short. Sometimes it's just about our attitude. Sometimes it's just about our feelings. Sometimes it's, it's not even what the world would consider a sin. 
yet it separates us from God. That group, that multitude of people that were laying down their cloaks, that were waving palm branches, that was welcoming their king into the city a week later were crying, Crucify Him! Crucify Him! Their attitude had totally changed. To say, Hosanna! Hosanna! Our Savior has come. Hosanna! Our Savior has come. Today, you and I need to respond unto our Savior. We need to respond unto Jesus. The only thing that keeps Jesus from walking through that door right today is God hadn't told him it's time. God hadn't told him so. Now listen, let me wrap this up. And they said in verse 9, Then the multitude went before, and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, the whole city was moved. The whole city was affected. When Jesus comes again, when our King comes again, folks, the whole world is going to be affected. The whole world, it's not going to be just a city. It's not going to be just a little area. It's not going to be just a church. It's not going to be just a denomination or religion. The whole world is going to be affected. And folks, you're part of it. You're part of it. I ask you again, are you ready for the King to come? Are you ready to worship Him? Are you ready, ready like the children of Israel were in singing hosannas? Or are we going to be as they were a week later, crying out, crucify him. Turn your back on him. Walk away from him. And when he had come unto Jerusalem, the whole city was moved and said, who is this? It's the king. It's the king. No. That's not what they said. Oh, he's that prophet from down, you know, uh, what, what's the name of that town? Ta- uh, that little town, nothing ever good ever comes from it. What's that? Oh, Nazareth. He's that, he's, that, he's, that pro- he's that preacher from down in Nazareth. You see, they didn't acknowledge him as king. It's time for us. It's time for us.
on this Passover Sunday, it's time for us to acknowledge Jesus Christ as King of Kings, as Lord of Lords, not to be like the, the, the Jews that were in Jerusalem, but we need to be shouting from the rooftops. We need to be shouting with everything in our heart. Come now, King. Come now. And then when He comes, we need to worship Him. We need to worship Him. We don't need to try to minimize who He is. Today, is Jesus your King? You have someone in your life that you look up to. I don't know who. Maybe a father, maybe a, a friend, it may be who. I don't know. But you have somebody that you look up to, you respect very highly. Is it Jesus? Is there anybody in your life that you respect and look up to more than you do Jesus? You see, I don't know who it is, but they can't do for you what Jesus can do. We'll see next Sunday how Jesus paid the ultimate price for you, for me, for all mankind. But today, today, before He goes to the cross, it's prophesied, it's told throughout the Scriptures that He will go to the cross. But today I say, is He your King? Have you acknowledged Him? We know we had some choir, had some palm leaves up here, and they were waving. Are you waving the palm leaves of your heart today? Are you saying, thank you, Jesus, for being my king? Thank you, Jesus, for loving me so very much. Thank you, Jesus, for paying the ultimate price so that I can be saved and have fellowship with you and the Father for all eternity. You say, well, no. No, he's, he's really not my king today. Well, the Word of God says, call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. Ask Him to forgive you of your sins. And you'll be saved. You see, it's not hard. It's easy. But you have to do it. The children of Israel went through all the motions, but they didn't ask him into their hearts. I pray you will today, if you have. You see, your king 
is coming. Father, I thank you and I praise your name for this very time. Father, I ask you to minister into our lives. Father, for those that need to be saved, let them be saved. And I ask you, Father, have your way in every life. Forgive us where we fail you. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand with us, please? Brother Harold. This is your opportunity. You come right now. This is your opportunity. Come on. Do what God laid on your heart. opportunity you come on don't wait don't tarry just come to Jesus today Praise God for each one of you being here today. I uh, would like to call the church to prayer for just one of our members. He'll be going uh, tomorrow to have surgery. That's uh, Brother Richard Waddle. And I'm going to ask Brother Max if he would just uh, pray for Richard this day. Brother Max. Amen. Is there any announcements anywhere? Anybody need to make an announcement? God is good all the time. Yes, he is all the time. God is good. Woo! 
men's breakfast. Ben wants to remind you, gentlemen, of men's breakfast. It's in the bulletin. Be sure and look at the time. Go ahead. No, it, you did it fine. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. So y'all come on. Be a part of it, men. Any other word anywhere? God bless you and you're dismissed.